Hey, in today's calculated conversation slot, we're going to do something special, which is air an episode of the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast with an exclusive interview from Portland's Naked Athena. Get the real story, not what these international headlines have been putting out. So take a listen, because there's some things we need to talk about. Alright, I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast. This is episode we do not know, <laughs> nor do you, but you're listening to it and that's what matters. With that being said, I am your host, Ken Jones. To my right. I'm Morgan Jones. Dun, and we dun. have all sorts of guests today. Oh, yes. Uh, I want to first introduce good buddy, Amber Boydston from Spirit of Justice. Mm-hmm. And then we have Portland's Naked Lady. Jen. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome. Hello. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm here with my clothes on. <laughs> she is not naked. <laughs> Under these we'll, clothes. Maybe? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, I do want to give Amber a quick uh, moment to introduce herself. And then, Jen, if you can do the same thing, that'd be great. My name is Amber Boydston. My nonprofit is Spirited Justice, and we're a local Portland and also international justice, equity, and mindfulness nonprofit. I love it. Mindfulness <clears throat> nonprofit. Yes. Did you write it it's down? Ca- yeah. Because I was going to tell definitely. you, you should write that down. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Thank you, you for find being us on here. IG. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah. Really quickly, without Amber, we wouldn't be getting to talk to Jen today. So, uh, big, huge reggae horns for Amber coming through. Jen, can you give us a little something? Um, <clears throat> Hi, I'm Jen. Um, I am a uh, woman who's been living in Portland for about five, six years. Um, I'm a sex worker here in the city. Um, I am a non-black, light-skinned POC. Um, and I am frequently naked. Mm. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> so you said you've been living in Portland for about five or six years. Uh, where are you comfortable telling us where you're from? Yeah, I'm, I'm from a small city um, in the Pacific Northwest, like mm. northern Washington. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, well, I grew up there. Um, I've been there since about '95. Um, and uh, yeah, what brought you to Portland? Uh, performers uh, encouraged me to come here and encouraged me to <coughs> work here and perform here. Um, I um, yeah, and a lot of weird people. And mm. they said, come be weird with us. And <laughs> that was a time when Portland was like, Portland is so weird. And people started monetizing, I mean, you know, heavily monetizing that. And now all the people who came to Portland because it's weird brought all the normal to Portland. Yep. Mm. I like the bumper sticker I saw the other day that said, make Portland again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up here. I don't remember a time when it was ever that weird. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely, you. they said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, people told you that Portland was weird, and mm-hmm. 
people would ask you, oh, isn't Portland weird? Like, no, not really. Like, you can have... There's a dude riding a unicycle with a (laughs) bagpipe everywhere. Like, that's not that weird. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they, you get this weird perception of Portland, and I don't know whose it is. And and like you said, it's been monetized and fully, I don't know, uh, painted. Like, that Mm -hmm. is the reputation. And Mm -hmm. it's just... Portland is not as weird as people say, and it's certainly not as progressive as people say, mm-hmm. and polite as people say. And I also heard that the the keep it weird thing was stolen from Austin. Yeah, but well, that's that a whole other conversation. <laughs> For another time. Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so your experience since being in Portland, you would say that it's Portlandia, the TV show, right? <laughs> that, that you say to assume? Just, just exactly the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my experience I've been, since I've been in Portland is that when I moved here, you could be out in the streets with a crew of creatives doing weird stuff or just, you know, being yourself, basically, and that people would show up and join in mm-hmm. and now people just roll up and start filming on Instagram mm. you know so it's pretty strange the artists have left this city in a huge wave a lot of artists a lot of mm. performance artists at yeah. least um, have left um, the city um, and uh, so it's 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 been a big shift how much shift. does the cost of living have to do with that too because as that gets higher and higher and yeah. you're a performing artist or an artist or creative of any way yeah. and it goes from you are able to sustain yourself to not so fast here yeah. with rent increases and just all around cost of living is like mm-hmm. wait, wait now that's a thing i i can say mm-hmm. uh used to be really dope about portland like my yeah. first apartment was a two-bedroom apartment for seven hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I was killing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, you know what I mean? You're like rents paid two days early Yo, every month. Every month, I'm out here killing it. I don't even have to worry about it. Now it's like, uh, could where could you live for seven hundred dollars a month? Like, it's you have to live with seven other people. <laughs> like, you can't. I do. Yeah, see, yeah. Yeah. not yeah. seven, but yes. Yeah, like you know, turning into San Francisco real quick in that yes. regard. Yes, it's yeah. a little scary, but it. It is uh, interesting to hear you say that the creatives are leaving because that is what I guess I want to be clear that Portland has a a weird thing with it. But Mm. to me, it's not weird to be creative. Right. So that's co-opted somehow and becomes this. Oh, we're weird. No, like the <laughs> people are living their lives here and that's not weird and it shouldn't be weird. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so anyway, uh, I just wanted to clarify that statement there that yeah. Portland isn't weird. Like there, there were really cool right. things about this city and yeah. the culture of this city that mm-hmm. have changed dramatically, you know? What has that been like your guys' <clears throat> your guys's experience within your neighborhoods, like within black communities? Mm-hmm. Like, has there been a big change? Has there been? Oh, humongous. Yeah, really? yeah, huge. So I grew up in the Irvington uh, area before the Irvington area was like the cool historic, historic. Irvington. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the time where it was like, yeah, you, black people can buy a house, but it can be over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't be. Uh, there was a dividing line, sort of like uh, 15th and Fremont. If you're going 14 down, it's okay for black people to live there. 16th and up, not at all. So, um, 
So I lived on 14th. <laughs> uh, My Irish grandma lives on 18th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it, it's so real. But my Ethiopian father lived on 6th. Wow. Yep, see? I'm not, listen. Yeah. The gradient? Like, yes, yeah. full blown. Like, my block, I definitely had, uh, and in, in my neighborhood growing up, I didn't know that Portland was so white. I, you know, like, I definitely had such a mix of friends and the neighborhood was mixed mm-hmm. and every school I went to was diverse. Like I, I didn't know until I went to college mm-hmm. and started to work and was like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. there's no one in here that looks like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our neighborhoods are completely different now. So I live in an incredibly gentrified neighborhood, which uh, right over by Boise Elliott and Emanuel Hospital. So. Um, I am one of two black families on my block, which that was full-blown black neighborhood. Wow. Mm-hmm. No white people. White people didn't want to go <laughs> over there. Yes. Yeah. White people didn't want to be on Williams or Vancouver. Yeah. Certainly not Albina. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and now, I mean, it's just the weirdest thing in the world to have white people look at you like you've invaded their space or something. And... You just got here from California yesterday with your dog. Like I don't even mm-hmm. how do you, how are you so entitled? Mm-hmm. I live you know? across the street from Irving, and I remember when there was a shift from black people primarily going there because it was known as a park that was dangerous, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so my white mother would say, like, "Don't go there. You're going to get shot." <laughs> and then mm-hmm. when I would go to friends' homes, we would go to Irving Park, and it was just all black people. And I knew when it changed because you could. See smell the sunscreen and now it's primarily all white i live just across the street right i know down yes you can smell the sunscreen even last week there was a group of black educators and artists and creators there using the court and um every other day people white women white presenting people do yoga on the court right. and they're allowed to but last week when a group of black people came on the court to perform uh, they were asked to leave by Portland Parks and Rec makes sense but then the next day I went to the park in the morning and there was an all white church group folk church group that was there performing and didn't they like they put boards or something up mm-hmm. on the basketball hoops right mm-hmm. like so that you couldn't mm-hmm. play basketball which is mm-hmm. what the black people do at Irving Park mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. More on that another time. (laughs) The politics of Portland is really Mm -hmm. a lot. (laughs) And like we said, whitest city, or we get called the whitest city, um, but also has this reputation for being progressive or liberal and not racist. And Mm. I think that that's Mm -hmm. hilarious if you live here and you're not white. Um, You can't get away from it here. And it's a different kind of racism in the way that sure there's this like maybe they'll smile at you (laughs) but definitely grabbing that purse definitely grabbing those kids i mean walking with my kids people will be like oh cross the street yeah i'm just a mom with her children like that's that's intimidating Mm -hmm. that's a problem Dude, get a therapist, people. That's it. Mm, Grow up. Weird neuroses <laughs> to yourself. Yes. Like, good lord. Mm-hmm. That's what. Uh, so I'm. I'm. I'm not a native. Um, like original. Um, 
came from California, but like ten years ago. So yeah. it was before the the the, the gold rush um, <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And I've always lived in the town of Beavers, Beaverton. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Welcome to the unrefined sophisticated. Yes. <laughs> so the I'm town all- <laughs> of Beavers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the west side from the jump, um, which is interesting in itself, especially mm-hmm. not being from here and talking to people, that's Antarctica. It like is. Being in Portland and telling people where I live or trying to get somebody to come that way. No. It's a 15 minute drive, people. We're not doing it. It's too far. 15, 20, depending on where you're standing. At least at that point, this is where everybody still was at or around the area. Um, and so my experience, of course, I just, I am surrounded. There are more black and Hispanic people on that side now, yes. more than I've ever seen. Yes. Um, but of course, but that's as, a push out. Yeah, that's right. Like that. That was the big thing when I first moved there. We talked. You were talking earlier about your rent. The thing is, when I came there and was like, "This neighborhood for this price, Uh-oh. that's great." Um, and I was encouraging people like, "Hey, this, everybody, come out here, come do this." Yeah. Nobody did, but at that point, it was like you live in Antarctica. For, uh, Who's coming? Look, to, I don't care if the rent's twenty dollars <laughs> and. <laughs> You know the cool, comfy Costco dad life that I've I've kind of lived today, but it's still being in stores. You know, I'm six foot five, dark skin, dread all the stuff. I had to check all the boxes yeah. uh, from a physical standpoint and see some tattoos too. You know, so you're very scary. You know, <laughs> and seeing you know some of the reactions just walking through a place. I mean. Um, I'm PTO dad, I was a PTO dad, so just being out on some of the field trips. Um, it, it, there's um, something that I talk about often is walking down Alberta now. So I come out to this side and I find myself saying, it must be so dope to be white. And I say that <laughs> in the meaning that when I come on a Saturday morning and see everyone out window shopping, just bouncing around. Going to branch. Everything fine. It's like, it seems like a great time. And if I come walking down this street, as I have, I'm being looked at like, what's, what, what's going on? What are, why? Why are you here? Well, and that, that feeling, though, and that's where I come from. What, what this, like, on the flip side of that, you know, just to. Must be dope to be the one that never has to be looked at weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm casually browsing. I want to, you know, see I like what, window what shop. threads you guys have up in this <laughs> little establishment. This little vintage store. But that feeling of just like, eek, mm-hmm. um, is, is heavy and it's thick here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, really. And, and thick I think here. that that's the misconception is that people, it's so nice and people are so friendly. Mm-hmm. Like, no, mm-hmm. people are like lightweight polite. That's as much as you can get. But it's not truly friendly. It's not genuine. They don't give a shit how your day is. Mm-mm. It's like, oh, honey. And you get a weird, you know. Yes. I think it's incredibly passive aggressive. That yes. part. I yeah. like the East Coast where people just tell you how that, it is. Right? Yes. I think, I think that efficiency is polite. It is. And yes. I think beating around the bush don't and pretending you're nice mm-hmm. and being like, please merge. Like, I love you. I hate you. Like, <laughs> God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, but also, like, I'm going to stop for a whole little baby duck thing yeah. that no right. one else sees. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people, it escalates so quickly, too. People are like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go. I said, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Like, it's just like, 
excuse me like you should just follow the order of operations right there are rules on the road i feel like they're really a lot of the white people here don't know that there are rules there should be in merging situations um just the sign up of how this works like have one with how to do it wrong and then the other showing the proper way to do it we now just a green check for- mark <laughs> just next to it because the, the way I see people so get smart. infuriated no, in their vehicle and they're in the wrong right the amount of times I've been flipped off by someone who did it wrong and I'm like yeah. I mean sure f- me for you doing it wrong yeah. right you're you nailed it <laughs> makes I'm, tons of sense I'm gonna uh, take a, a little bit of a hard pivot um, shout out to the smooth transition Um, so I got a couple headlines here and I want to know which one feels the most accurate to you okay the Los Angeles Times out of Portland tear gas naked Athena emerges to confront federal agents ooh all right (laughs) oh they doubled up they They have another LA Times came with the heat okay (laughs) Portland's naked Athena is our hero. Our wounded country needs now. (laughs) We got National Post here. Protesters strips naked in front of anti-riot police in Portland. She was incredibly vulnerable. Anti-riot police. Anti-riot? Interesting. Federal militia. Continue. And then an asterisk that said Klan? (laughs) Thank you. It comes from uh, the Oregonian, Naked Athena, the story behind the surreal photos of Portland protester. How'd they get the story? That's what I was wondering, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell me the truth about it, Oregonian. (laughs) We have the Washington Post. Naked Athena put on a show in Portland, just like Trump. Just like Trump. Well, you know, shows are being put on, I guess. I don't know. And we got... uh, He'll never be naked, thankfully. Right, thank you. We're going over the the border with this one from the Toronto Sun. Astounded, naked Athena faces off with the police during Portland protests. And the last, from Outkick.com, woman stretches naked in front of cops while protesting. That was bland. It was, but you got to throw those in there for mm-hmm. what hits you the best. What's the most accurate for you? Because because they all say they know the truth. They're they're all the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we know the mainstream media never lies. Uh, it I, I just that those all hit me because they are so sensationalized. Oh yeah, and like. Do any of them hit you? Do any of them speak to you and like a yeah? That's that one's the accurate one. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> 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 but but I think the one near the end that was like uh, naked. If it said like naked protester faces okay. off with the police, but it said naked Athena. My name's yeah. not Athena. Um, I didn't give myself that name. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, naked. Athena faces off with the police I think is probably the least mm. sensationalized version of mm. that what happened because I did face off with them okay. yeah. yes so it, it took it <laughs> yes. took Toronto 
You know, you got to go international, baby. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> America lies a lot. Yep. Oh yeah. So how did how with that you you, you mentioned you wouldn't have used Athena. How if how has that landed for you? Um, with that being what's picking up and got the traction as far as the name bestowed upon you. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I think that you know people have asked questions of like, well, does the race of that that historical figure bother you? And I personally, no. Um, I think it's interesting that people are wanting to pull historical figures into this thing mm-hmm. and also mythical figures mythological figures um i'm seeing a lot of people wanting to pull historical female nudity into this thing um you know and um and uh and then the press you know kind of all perpetuating that that name it's um it's it's uh it's catchy, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and you know, it's all based off one Twitter post. You know, the first Twitter post Whoa. was the person who named her Naked Athena. Mm. Um, I kind of think of her as like an entity separate than myself at this point. Mm. I mean, makes sense. You know, like, um, <clears throat> so yeah, one Twitter post that said Naked Athena and said something about her doing yoga. Mm-hmm. which the entire media has used that and expanded upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, that was a weird, that was weird too. It was like, I was not doing yoga. <laughs> mm-hmm. So give us, give us the rundown. Yeah. Uh, so for someone who doesn't know, uh, because we're all ingrained in Portland and the politics of it right mm-hmm. now, and uh, there may be someone in Toronto that doesn't know, or Ireland, uh, mm-hmm. that needs to know what happened here. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a quick uh, idea, like what brought you out to the the protests, yeah. and what led up to what led up to that moment? Yeah, that particular night, um, I was out at the protests in response to the increased federal response, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to other nights that I had been at the protests. Um, there was a push amongst the people I live with to get out that specific night, and I went, and I was getting gassed and chased around all night and in my normal Antifa clothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, and um, I love that normal Antifa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's become the new Portland norm. Yes. Um, um, you know, and, and I've watched there be, I'm relieved in a way to see an increased response right now as far as the numbers of people that are out in the streets because it was starting to dwindle Mm -hmm. um, in Portland a lot. Um, And uh, I know that the federal response, you know, has provoked a lot of more people to come out. And probably on one hand, people think, oh, this is my, you know, this is, we just can't have this and Mm -hmm. these are our rights, you know. And then probably on the other hand, people are like, you know, hey, I, I had been supporting this movement. I've been out there. You get tired, you know. You, you got to take care of yourself. Like, yeah. you know, you can't be out there every night. And maybe they, you know, were showing up less and less over time, but wanting to support the Black Lives Matter movement. And then a federal response coming into a press of Black Lives Matter movement probably provoked a lot of people to be out there for those reasons. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, the reason I was out there that night is that I wanted to be in support of pushing the feds out of 
uh, influencing the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about the five minutes mm-hmm. leading up to this now famous photo? Yeah. Can you give us the walkthrough of that? Yeah, I mean, five minutes, I mean, I was running. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, walk, walk, walking, not running, you know? Um, and, uh, but yeah, we were, we were being dispersed out of the park. Um, quite aggressively. It was weird that night, you know, it was different than night, other nights I'd seen. Um, other nights I'd seen a lot of police, Portland Police Bureau presence out in the streets, you know, here in Northeast Portland, I'd been, you know, seeing them having no problems with being right. fully out in the open. Roaming. On top of the rooftops, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, roaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but that night I saw that they were not coming out. They would indiscriminately kind of gas and flashbang and tear gas from the confines of being inside of a building. <laughs> and then and then you wouldn't see them and then they would then there was just no response from them for hours, mm. you know. For hours, you know, from what 10 p.m. we showed up got gassed and then, you know, almost 2 a.m. um not not a sight of them just the occasional thing getting lobbed out through a through a building you know some sort of exit or some sort of screen or slide that they made or whatever right <clears throat> and so then yeah five minutes leading prior to that they started coming out and hoorah kicking down barricades you know like you can just see the mm. you can just see how macho they feel as they like mm. kick down a chain link fence right mm-hmm. and um that they put up yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah that they yeah yeah and um and then so we we got splintered off from uh, you know a, a small number of us got splintered off down a side street away from you know, the whole thing had been dispersed, basically. Oh, sure. And so the cops and the federal officers formed a line. And I don't think that they were going to push any farther. I think they had reached the perimeter of the perimeter they wanted to establish. Mm. And they were going to hold that line mm. and make sure that no one tried to go back in. Sure. Like, that's what it looked like from other things that I've seen at, 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 at you know, other nights. Yeah. Um, and... I I uh, wanted to confront them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And in the moment of you're, okay, I want to confront them. Here's the best way for me to do it. Was it mm-hmm. efficiency? Like, was it, <laughs> like. Wh- <laughs> you're looking at them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to yeah. lay my body on the line. What, what mm-hmm. was the, or was there no thought? Was it just, I'm, I'm doing this now, mm-hmm. you know? Um. Yeah, there wasn't, uh, definitely there wasn't planning and there wasn't a lot of thought that went into it. Mm. Um, there, there, um, uh, there was what felt like to me a very deep uh, feminine place in myself that felt provoked. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm a person who I'm, I am notoriously naked. Um, and uh, it's, I, I just have been that way for several years now, you know, and um, I'm, there's 
almost not anywhere that you can't find me naked that I, that I think would be inappropriate to be naked. <laughs> I love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's not legal in my home state. You know, mm. I've been, I have been harassed by the police. I have been threatened by the police, you know, uh, intimidated by the cops. Yeah. Just for, just for being topless and not even exposing myself to anyone, you know? Wow. Like, mm. <laughs> um, gotta police those women's bodies. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Powerful energy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in places where they're like, for the, the legal definition of a woman's breast being covered is from the top of her areola to the bottom of her breast cup, you know? Oh, cool. <laughs> you know? Um, like, uh, whose rule and why? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah. So I'm naked all the time, basically, short of that. Um, and I'm a sex worker and, um, my nakedness is political and it is, um, it is my expression. Mm. Um, that being said, uh, in that moment, I was really provoked. This really feminine place in myself felt provoked, um, and fired up because, um, they were all the federal officers and cops. I looked at them and they, they stand there with this stance, right? Feet planted, mm-hmm. you know, shoulder width apart, arms at their sides, chests up, head high. Mm-hmm. And it's a warrior stance and... <clears throat> with all the gear too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a co-opted stance yes. and I think that it's, you know, it's not earned. Yes. Like they make themselves impenetrable they have impunity, they are anonymous, they yeah. hide their identities, and they get to stand there and act like they're warriors mm. because they're not, mm. you know? <laughs> like warriors in, hist- I mean, you know, in historical context, there's, there's been warriors who had almost no clothing on, no shoes, right. you know, loincloths, like, you know, the indigenous Absolutely. peoples where my mom grew up, like, that's the stance that they that they stand in yeah um you know and and they there's cultural context and they earned it Mm -hmm. they earn it through the respect of their families and their their community yeah you know absolutely and it can be taken away because you're not impenetrable you know so you're accountable for your actions and i i i I, I just, I saw them standing there like that and I just, this fury arose in me and I looked at my partner and the, the other friend that was with us who was one of the, the two people I hadn't gotten separated from in the, in the dispersal. And I, and I said, I want to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I want to confront them. And my partner said, I'll hold your clothes. Hey. There's a partner. <laughs> yeah, shout out to your partner. Uh, um, and so I, you know, ducked in a doorway and took everything off, except for my mask and my hat, because it's cold. <laughs> Thank you for wearing your mask. <laughs> and, um, and I walked out there, you know. Um, yeah. How did that feel? How did that feel in the moment, uh, in that confrontation? I mean, I, there are people that aren't confrontational, right? And so the idea of someone confronting cops or mm. federal cops is like mind blowing on its own. And then you add to it that you 
came with your entire self mm-hmm. just fully there to confront mm-hmm. like what did that feel like i mean really calm and terrifying at the same time wow it's like being in like the eye of a storm you know mm. like when i enter certain moments in my life like when i was young i experienced a moment like that for the first time and my mom told me it was god mm. and i and i explored that with her you know like i i gave up religion at the age of 12 and i uh, was a <laughs> very emotional person um, very like went from like being like why god why to like mm. god doesn't exist and, <laughs> and you know and and now i've reached this point where like you know god is god is all of us like mm-hmm. you know um every last one of us and um Jesus was black and God was probably a black woman. (laughs) 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 Write it all down. (laughs) And and like Christianity is like plagiarism and it's, you know, but you know, um, (laughs) heard it here, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, no. And so, yeah, I was very, I was, it was terrifying and, and, and very calm at the same time. I, I, uh, from after I moved to Portland, I've, decided i think the cops here are um pansies and mm. uh i don't uh, i don't i've i uh, from the whole time i've lived here i've not been intimidated by them mm. that's a little different now um <laughs> but they might have changed my perspective yeah, a little now, bit now that they've come out of their clan meetings you know like right? and like come out into the streets like maybe that's not that's leaving not, the marriott in their enterprise yeah cars. whatever oh. yeah right like they're yeah they're like you know um but i mean i i have like confronted and back talked to the police in this city um you know people have been people have like tried to get me not to and been like you know i've had cops literally say to me are you being smart right now and i said do you have a problem with that and then they're like excuse me and i'm like yeah can i go and they're mm-hmm. like no i'm mm-hmm. talking to you and i'm like okay cool arrest me then mm. right now let's mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. you know and my friends all my white friends you know stand around being like oh my god oh my god don't say that don't say that to the cops don't say that to the cops and i'm like i've been arrested before like <laughs> mm-hmm. he doesn't scare me like let's go you know right. and and um and they back down you know mm-hmm. they back down in the city right. um that, that that experience they did you know um yeah, I, I had reached a place with where I just didn't fear the cops anymore. Mm. Um, and that's a place of privilege, right? Absolutely. Like, that's a, mm-hmm. a, I can't, you saying that? I, yeah. I'm like, I can't even imagine uh, <laughs> uh, right. having that conversation. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> as an, like, I, I, I've had those moments when I was younger and quickly realized those weren't conversations I got to right. have. So, I, <laughs> like, as an adult, can't even imagine being like, can I go? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I work like with, everyone tells SRO, you to say that, but right? in reality, yeah. in practice, they don't like it. They're trained. Oh, no. They're sure. going to say Absolutely. that. <laughs> they hate that in practice. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You're, you're, you're going to question my authority? Yeah. Who? And you're a woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Not today, you're not. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, mm-hmm. oh. Um, but yeah, and then, and then really calm at the same time, you know? Yeah. I felt really calm in that moment. Um, because I felt like I was 
I was following. I was following my nature. Mm. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to plan or think something through. I wasn't trying to be logical. Right. You know, I was just following my impulse to be who I am in that mm. moment. And about how long did that moment last? Because, of course, we see a picture, and that could have been 10 minutes. That mm-hmm. could have been about how long were you in front of that line before they started to make their way back? The press has said, like, uh, the whole thing lasted a total of 15 minutes. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was that long, but maybe. Okay. I, I have. I need to review the footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean, if you guys like, I can tell you the, what, like, sort of my recollection of what happened. Please. Of course, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, and about how long it felt, you know. Um, yeah, I, so I walked up to the cops and I stood in that stance that they were standing in. And a federal officer fired some rounds about halfway between him and I. You know, that kind of, you know, to... Those warning shots. Warning shots, yeah. And um, I lifted my arm to point at him Mm. and look at him. I was staring him down like, I see you. Mm. That was you. You did that. You know, you're the one. I'm picking you out. Mm -hmm. You're the one who's the the, uh, the unstable element here. Yeah, the thug. Yeah. You're the, <laughs> I um, mean, you're shooting at, well, yeah. what, what I do to you? Yeah. Right? Right. And, um, and then this uh, white kid with a shield came running up and jumped, ducked and jumped in front of me, which I, on some level, appreciated. Like, oh, that's, you know, sweet that, you know, the, this young man is having the impulse to want to protect a vulnerable woman. Um, but I didn't appreciate was that he was yelling at me, get out of the street, get out of the street. Mm. Mm. And I didn't say a word to him. I just Mm -hmm. moved my arm around him and then I started walking to get away Mm. from him. Federal officers kind of shot at him and I, um, uh, more warning shots. And then, you know, we walked down to the, on the left side, there were police officers on the right side, there were federal officers, um, blocking the street. And we got down to closer where the Portland police officers were, and I walked to try and get around this kid, which took me another foot, two feet closer to the cops. And that's when a Portland officer took direct aim and shot me directly in the foot, mm. uh, 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 which wow. was one of the things that the media definitely misreported. Mm. Um, Is that the image where they said you were doing yoga? That yeah, the right after mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. they so they shot me in the foot and. Um, I continued to walk around that kid. I think he left. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if he got left because we were, we were getting shot at. Mm. Um, but, uh, and then I was like walking down the line with my arms extended toward them, walking up and down the line of officers going, what? <laughs> Look. You shot me and yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, it, it was kind of just look, I don't have anything, mm. you know? My message that other than just my f- like feminine response of wanting to, to show them what my version of vulnerability looks like mm-hmm. or my version of power looks mm. like um, was we're all out here 
these protesters, the only thing we have in common is that we have masks on and that we're out here at night. Like, if you, none of these people have weapons. Right. Like, you know, you could take away, take, empty their pockets, take off their clothes. Nobody, nobody has weapons here, mm. you know? Um, and I just wanted to, them to see what they were shooting at. Yeah. You know, look, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all humans we're under here. Humans, we're not just, yes. we're not, we're not just like, you know, jerks or like, or, 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 or punks or right. rebels or, you know, like or violent or violent. Yeah. 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 You know, um, yeah. I just think that the cops like kind of think of a lot of the protesters as just being like, you know, like losers, you know, yeah. just like get a job, you know, get in line. You're all anarchists. Yeah. What's your problem? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and totally bunch get a of, job. bunch <laughs> of liberals and you know, whatever. Um, better learn to code. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and then live the life I live. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's a sad. Okay. Uh, no smoke. No smoke. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, there was a, there was a, you know, I was walking up and down the line of them, looking at them. Then there was a, a black man with like long dreads who was sitting in the street, and I went and sat next to him, and he looked at me and he nodded. And we were looking at the officers, and then he noticed very quickly that there was a tear gas canister that had come near us, and so he jumped up to move it. Kick it back? He wasn't even, I don't even, yeah, I think he was just trying to like kick it away, you know, is what it looked like. But they aggressively shot at him and, you know, deterred him, so he, you know, so he kind of ran off. And, and I, th- I think he came back a little a moment, um, a moment later from what I well, from what I've seen, but interesting um, we haven't seen those pictures, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, and um, and so then the the cop cars rolled up. Mm. Oh wait, no, then the yoga thing. Yeah, so mm. you know, I I I laid down in the street and I lifted my leg up in the air for them to see the blood, for them mm. to see that they had shot me, you know. And then I think I stood up and stretched my arms upward and I lifted my foot, you know, and I lifted my foot so they could see it. So I was facing them and I lifted my arms up in defiance. Like, look what, look, and I, and I, and I can still stand tall, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, a, you know, I'm in a dancer. So, you know, I, I, I was expressing myself, you yeah. know, and, um, yeah, uh, if that was a tree pose, that was a sloppy tree pose, I'll tell you what. Um, but. Uh, like all the yogis are like, that is not, yeah. Right. Yeah. that is not it. Oh no, all the white yogis are like, we're loving this. She was doing yoga. You know? She used her yogic energy. Sorry. Her yoni and yogic yeah, energy. Yeah. You know, she used her yogic energy so to channel the forces of good. You know, whatever. Um, yes. And um, but the cops, the cop cars rolled up at one point. Mm. The cop cars rolled up, and I've, you know, like I said, I've been arrested before. And when cars show up, it's when transport is here, and they're ready to take you away. So I got up for a second, and I went to walk away. Like, cause I was scared. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe this is the moment where I casually, <laughs> slowly walk away, and try and I'll go find my shirt. Yeah, right. 
um, but I changed my mind. Like, mm. you know, five paces into it, I just turned around and was, no. And I, that's when I sat down on the pavement and I spread my legs and put my elbows on my knees and my hands up facing mm. my palms upward. Mm. And I just, it was, it was like, shoot this. Mm. Mm. Look at this. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, you really can't say that I have a weapon now. Right. Other than this yoni. I, you know, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, anything leading up to this that taught me to do any of these things. Um, other than an entire lifetime of just experience, you know? Um, and yeah, I, I did not know that there was mainstream press there, but there, I didn't know there was a photographer there. I didn't know there were that many people there. (laughs) Like, and it's crazy because, you know, my friend, you know, he, he, after I walked off, he decided he was going to record it. And he, um, we left and he was like, this shit is crazy. It's going to go viral in the, you know, I was like, no, like no, I'm in Portland no. at a protest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm downtown. He was like, I'm fine. He was like, it's, I, t- I tell you what, it's going to go viral. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, why would that like, you know, and then woke up in the morning to a text from him. You went viral. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like told you. <laughs> whoa. And then like my, my international family, like, mm. you know, hit me up and was like, you've gone international. Like, you oh, know, and, oh. and like, I mean, well, it was like people being like, it's in the LA times. Like mm. it's, in, you know, it's like, oh man, like it, and now there's like video circulating of my face like I have mm. my mask on and my hat on but like people are just like soon this world will know who naked <laughs> Athena is you know but your family uh, knew huh your family knew um I told my cousins or could they tell oh you told your cousins you know, okay cause we're cool yeah and mm-hmm. um and I, I told my sister and I told my mother mm. and um, How did mom react, dude? I'm I'm actually really proud of my mom. Hey, I tell, I'm proud of my mom because she didn't tell me she was proud of me. She, I mean, like, first of all, she's I'm sure she has hesitations. She's like, um, my my daughter is um, famous for being naked. Right now. <laughs> mm, uh, didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, ugh, man. Um, but no, I'm proud of her because surprisingly, the first question. My mother asked me, or first, first sort of, you know, thing she challenged me with, her first response was, you know, I went on the internet and I've been reading about what happened and I see a lot of comments that black people don't like what you did. Mm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really thinking about that because, you know, that seems important. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Damn, mom. Uh, Look at you paying attention. (laughs) What was your response to her? My response to my mother, I said, I think that their their concerns are absolutely valid. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think it's completely and totally fair for black people to have criticism of something, anything happening during a Black Lives Matter protest. You know? Mm -hmm. Fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It sounds like maybe mom is somewhat okay with it, but coming from an immigrant family, like, is there a major cost to the statement mm. that you made? Is there, uh, you know, with like, my family, you, with your family, mm-hmm. do is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I um, I'm in my thirties. I have yet to bear them children, so I think I, they've already written me off uh. as a spinstress <laughs> and an old maid. Those cats, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, my reputation probably isn't great with my family. Uh, gotcha. That's not that there isn't love there. Sure. Mm-hmm. They just, uh, you know, they just. Uh, I'm not. I'm not of the branch of the cousins that went to university mm. and right. you know got a got into a career. As my grandma would say, uh, we had different expectations for you. Uh, yes. That's yes. the way she would say it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or as different my, expectations. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or why would you want to make that harder for yourself? Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's wild. Look at all the things I did so that you wouldn't have to make it hard for yourself. Uh, wow. <laughs> but I mean, in the context of it being, you know, in an immigrant family, man. I mean, you know, my family, you know, just a generation or two back, like, you know, escaped their country of origin. And, um, and my mom was raised, you know, um, overseas. I was born overseas. Um, and my family did well where they where they where they settled, establishing themselves. Um, my mom grew up in a place though where, specifically her race being where she was, you didn't belong to that country and you could no longer claim your heritage. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Like, like She's your country displaced. Yeah, yeah. Between two places, you know. Right. Um, not really belonging anywhere. Um, and um, most of my family immigrated to Canada. What's up, Canada? <laughs> oh, so there's the Toronto. <laughs> um, yeah, and my mom did not immigrate to the United States for the opportunity. She immigrated to the United States because of marrying my father. Uh huh. Um, and so, you know, it's like, yeah, I have family that came here for opportunity and you know they like it's been a it's always been a priority in Canada my Canadian family it's always been a priority for them to you know get their kids into education doesn't always work we're we're rebels you know yeah like Mm -hmm. we're a hard-headed family um we got some crazy energy in our blood you know um (laughs) um and uh but um, but for my mom, you know, she came to this country and and um, she was incredibly oppressed by my father, and he was an incredibly reckless human. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up in poverty, you know, most of my life. Um, so I don't know, you know, like having grown up in that, it's not like. It's not like I had built up a reputation to lose, mm. you know? Like I didn't have some reputation. And my mom, you know, that was the other thing that she said was, 
well how are you ever gonna get a job again you know uh, and i'm like well <laughs> how was i ever gonna get a job anyways mom right like you know by the way i have a job it's you know job of my own creation and mm-hmm. i do great just mm-hmm. fine you know mm-hmm. <laughs> creative um but but you know and also i was like mom you know i'm not i'm not i'm i'm still an anonymous person i'm not going to come out and put my own identity on this thing because mm-hmm. i think that further detracts from the movement right mm. yes all right yes. all right yeah. so mm-hmm. great segue to have you thought about how your statement would have hit or landed with other people coming from a different body coming mm-hmm. from a different skin tone coming mm-hmm. from uh you know a fuller figure mm. um i mean you know to touch on the on the skin tone issue first um you know i was asked the question how would this how do you think this would have been different if this had been a black woman mm-hmm. and i realized that i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know and i can't possibly know um, i can educate myself i can try to uh, make myself more available to understanding, mm-hmm. but I can't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really want to do harm to anyone by making presumptions about about that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, speaking about body type, you know, um, what would what would this have been like if, you know, I had been a a person who wasn't conventionally fitting within the confines of the the standard healthy beautiful body type you know mm-hmm. um you know we live in a country that is that monetizes a specific body type mm-hmm. you know we live in a capitalist like system um, and in a patriarchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so we live in a capitalist system that is controlled by a patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's incredibly limiting mm. to people's freedoms of getting to feel like they are beautiful. Because there are places in the world where... The, we don't have media like uh, c- advertising, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and people, more people feel comfortable in their own skin. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that I think it is abhorrent that we live in a country which dictates beauty standards through advertising media. Mm-hmm. I don't think it serves anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay at all (laughs) yes um and and i and i and i think that we can definitely acknowledge that i i I feel comfortable acknowledging that if someone's body type was different if someone's body type was not conventional they would absolutely be being portrayed differently Mm -hmm. right now by the mainstream media i don't know in exactly what ways Mm -hmm. but i'm I, I feel like we can all agree pretty easily that like yes. it would be different. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and I know just in 
talking about this with you, one thing that we touched on was just the more melanated that we are, often we're treated like three-fifths, you know, a human. And so when I thought about what it might look like if I was out there naked with my Afro or my community that was darker, images that came into my head was that we might not have made it out or I thought about like what if someone who was alter-abled right went out there right. as well and so just like teasing apart all of those layers yeah yeah definitely I, yeah you know and like it sounds like you've been just in it thinking about it as well yeah I mean you know part of why I was so white passing in that moment is because my face and hair were covered um you know I I definitely benefit from light skin privilege all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, experience passing normally mm-hmm. in a day-to-day life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I experience a lot of fetishization of my race and myself. Um, mm-hmm. I experience uh, a lot of weird questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I experience a lot of uh, presumptions um, and a lot of you know, curiosity that isn't intended to be harmful all the time. Um, But I have light skin privilege. And I, Mm -hmm. just because I experience those discomforts based on the color of my skin does not mean that the color of my skin is causing me harm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was a, it was, it was an interesting experience being called white by everyone, like by so many people. I was like, Man, white people must have it really hard. <laughs> this is uncomfortable, you know. Um, but I think it's super important to sit with your discomfort. And I feel like yes, I feel like most other. Hey, if I y'all want to hear the rest of this unrefined, sophisticates episode, make sure to check us out on all the major digital streaming platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher iHeartRadio, etc. And with that being said, if you do choose to follow the rest of the show, be prepared. Cause we bout to cuss. <laughs>